0: the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the fifth chapter. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one that but the one belonging to Simon and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, That they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partnered with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him, the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated.
1: Well, not to make you hungry pre-brunch today, but I had a delightful pan-fried walleye at home the other week, freshly pulled out of Lake Audubon by somebody other than me. And a lot of folks you uh, might ask, including me, would probably, or could possibly tell you, I shouldn't say probably, but you might be told that that thick layer of ice on top of the water is meant to be a sign that it is not actually fishing season wait till it's warm. But fishing is the topic of the day in our Gospel reading for this week, so I thought we would spend a few minutes today digging a little deeper into that missional metaphor and exploring the world of fishing as it has to do with sharing our faith. So continuing in the metaphor, I think we'd all agree that baiting someone is not a good idea. And if you're trying to ensnare someone in a net that is either literal or figurative, the circumstances are probably not positive. If someone gets you hook, line, and sinker, well, then you're probably not in for a pleasant result. Generally speaking, if you capture someone and drag them to a place they don't want to be and weren't planning to go, you're gonna be in trouble. And these are reasons that I think fishing can be a confusing and even terrible analogy to draw with Christian evangelism and spreading the gospel and recruiting new disciples. But this is how Jesus frames it as he's speaking to Simon in our reading for today, as he's inviting Simon to come and follow him. And yet I think we would all agree that sharing your faith with someone And following Jesus shouldn't have anything to do with traps or nets or hooks or worms. I mean, it's a classic image. There's no doubt. I learned this song in Sunday school. Maybe some of you did too. The one that goes, I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, fishers. Yep, some of you know it. Okay, that's a great song. But to tell the truth, when I was a kid, I didn't really get it. I was like, what does does that mean? And in fact, I still don't really get it on some level because fishing for people is just a little bit mixed up. What does that mean? Surely we should be fishing exclusively for fish and, I don't know, peopling for people or something like that. I don't know what that would look like either, but at least we all remain humans in that scenario. So, my question for Luke 5 is, could not the Lord of heaven and earth have picked a better metaphor than, from now on you will be catching people? And of course it's God, so the possibilities are infinite. And yet we are left with this fishing metaphor. Now, it's still very early in the story of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, right here in chapter 5. So far in Luke's Gospel, Jesus has been foretold and born, he was left behind in Jerusalem as a boy, and eventually he was baptized and tempted by the devil in the wilderness. As far as his public ministry, as we heard the last couple Sundays, he announced himself as the fulfillment of the Hebrew Scripture, nearly got thrown off a cliff, did some teaching and some healings, and now comes something new. Now Jesus is calling to others He's compelling others to join him in this ministry. And as we see, they respond. In our gospel passage for today, Jesus initially approached Simon just to borrow his boat. The crowds of people that had gathered to listen to Jesus were practically crushing him in their attempt to get close enough to hear. And so Jesus wanted that boat to kind of put a little space between himself and the crowd by just sitting a little bit offshore and speaking to them from the water. But eventually, Jesus turns to Simon himself with kind of a strange request. He's he's like, let's go fishing. And Simon, who was probably exhausted from a long night of unsuccessful fishing, probably not thrilled to be heading back out into the deep water with newly cleaned nets, but perhaps out of respect or... Out of straight up resignation, Simon agrees. If you say so, he says. And then what happens next changed Simon's life and the lives closest to him forever. Now, Simon hadn't done anything different here. Jesus had simply asked Simon to put out into the deep water and let down his nets for a catch. He had merely asked Simon to do what Simon knew how to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Simon was a fisherman. He knows the mechanics of catching fish. He's trained and experienced at doing this work. Simon did just what he knew how to do, and God gave the result. It was an amazing result. So many fish that the nets were beginning to break, so many fish that not one but two boats were filled and beginning to sink under the weight of all of these fish. But the more important outcome was that Simon fell on his knees, recognizing in Jesus the presence of holiness and power. And Simon was so impacted that this huge, lucrative haul of fish was simply left behind so that he could go and follow Jesus, so that he could go and fish for people. Well, on second consideration, maybe it's always been kind of obvious, Jesus didn't choose a fisherman so that he could use fishing as a great metaphor for evangelism. He used the metaphor with Simon because Simon happened to be a fisherman. When Jesus called Simon to follow, what he was asking of Simon was not something new or technically challenging His call to Simon was not going to require much additional training or experience Simon didn't have or assets he had not acquired. Simon was going to keep being who he was. He was going to use the knowledge and experience he had already been given, trusting now that God would give the result in this new sea. That God would work through him to reveal the gospel, even if what he was best at in the world was catching fish. So we can keep on singing and teaching that catchy little Sunday school song, because I I do kind of like it after all. But here's the thing. I don't think Jesus wants you to fish for people. God doesn't need disciples that can fish, specifically. He just needs people who fish to be disciples, and people who do all kinds of different things to be disciples as well. So in the next chapter of Luke, um, just a little preview, Jesus gathers all of his disciples together and he names 12 of them to be apostles. I know I didn't have children's time today. This was my own fault, right? <laughs> so of the 12, the 12 disciples that Jesus originally gathered together and, and went into mission with, four of those 12 were fishermen, like Simon. Simon and his brother Andrew, and then James and John, who were their partners in the other boat. Just four of the twelve. The other eight maybe didn't know the first thing about fishing. And so I think the kind of initial awkwardness of this fishing metaphor for us isn't really a stumbling block after all. I think it's an invitation. It's an invitation to you to find your metaphor and to follow Jesus doing it. Do your own gifts. Heed your own callings. Let God speak and act through you for the sake of the gospel in the process. I do want to point out that the next person that Jesus will call to follow him after these fishermen, later in chapter 5, is Levi, who's a tax collector. And Jesus doesn't tell Levi that he's going to catch people like fish in a net. He simply says, follow me. And Levi, like the fishermen, gets up and follows Jesus. But what happens next is that Levi uses his wealth and his large home to give a great banquet, which sets up this powerful teaching moment and a great sermon illustration for those grumbling Pharisees and scribes. And the gospel is once again revealed through this unique situation of this one disciple, even a tax collector. So how can God use you, your circumstances? Your gifts, your interests and passions, your knowledge, your stuff, your spheres of influence, everything you are. How might God use that to reveal to others the truth of what God is up to in Jesus Christ? How might we get to share in revealing the gospel in the world? Find your metaphor and watch how God goes to work through you. Since most of us don't have nets to cast, I would say, write your papers, teach your students, balance your financial statements, design your buildings, pour your concrete, make the lattes, lead the meetings, administer the IVs, answer the phones, do what you know how to do, and Jesus will use it to draw others into the kingdom of God. Use your whole and authentic life in service to the gospel, trusting that God will give the result, a result that compels us and others to greater awe and deeper faith. And in the process, may we all find ourselves not caught exactly, but caught up in God's wide mercy and great love that abound for all people. May it be so. Amen.